Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, faith family, welcome back. Pastor Randy's here. He's back. So you're not going to believe this. Oh, you okay. want a joke? No, I have oh. one. Oh, good. I too, so I got to tell All you right. this. All right, excellent. So Michelle and I were, um, we were in Lowe's this past Friday. Yeah. I must have a target on my forehead that says, tell me a joke. Honestly. So we're standing there. We're in an aisle looking at a product. An employee comes by 20 yards away, not in our aisle. This is too good. Turns, looks at me, asks if we found everything we need. (laughs) They're helpful. said yes. Yep. And then he makes a beeline to me and says, I got a joke for you. No way. I couldn't believe it. It was like, really? That's awesome. I didn't put him up to it. I, I know you, you were didn't. Wondering. I know you didn't. Uh, 20 minutes later, he comes by and says, I've got one more for you. <laughs> I thought you've got to be kidding me. Michelle died. She was dying laughing. So I got a joke for you. Okay, let's go. What do you call a fish with no eye? What do you call fish with no eye? Uh, That's it. Oh, my word. That is so good. That is incredible. I was like, I have no idea. You know, I'm the world's worst at jokes. Yeah, but I get my practice in. That's the joke. Yeah. Isn't that great? That was a pretty good you one. You did it, though. You got that. That is impressive. Michelle, right. if Michelle sees this, she is going to be impressed that yeah, you got that. Every once in a while, nice you get lucky. Work. Blind squirrel. Well, you know there you go. Goes. How do you like that? Above average. You weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't. That was fun. That's a good story. That's too funny. That was hilarious. I thought, you have got to be kidding me. Maybe Michelle put her up to it. No, it was a him. Uh, it was like, or him. really? Maybe Michelle put him up to it. Yeah, maybe. Behind your back. She's maybe. conniving. Maybe. She Scheming. knows Spanish. She could have said it to him in Spanish. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank That's you. That's not important right now. Well, yeah, but sometimes you need a little brevity. Really? Levity and brevity. A brevity, levity. A brevity of levity. You need some levity sometimes. And frivolity. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> that too. Uh, so real quick, uh, how many people knew what Hosanna meant? Uh, maybe two. Yeah. Three. I don't think I've ever heard that before. And it's one of those things that I like little factoids like that. It's, it's good to know what we're saying and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. So I was... I was curious, but you've got to be a little disappointed. This above average congregation was, you know, below average. <laughs> it was the first time. In, <laughs> it was the first time in almost 20 years. They yeah. just blew, they blew it. So uh, you might not have been the one that blew it. So uh, Hosanna but, means save yeah, us like save, now. Save, save us, save us now. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. We sing it in songs, you know, a few of them anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I like to know those things. That was one of those times where, honestly, I'm processing and, um, you know, I'm trying to worship and getting mm-hmm. caught up in what we're saying to God, to each other. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, that's that's really good because mm-hmm. this is what we're about to say to the Lord. Save us from temptation. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's great. Already, he's already saved us um, with respect to justification. So, yeah. you know, our righteousness is secure because of him, but now it's an issue of, Please save us so that the sanctification process, the growth in Christ can continue. So, right. Yep. That was good. All right. All right. So 
Uh, if you were or were not with us last week, uh, we were in Matthew chapter 4, mm-hmm. uh, the story of Jesus being tempted mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we were. Um, so real quick question for you. You you touched on it for a second, but mm-hmm. in verse 2, mm-hmm. and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I heard mm-hmm. someone say no kidding or no duh mm. uh so you know, what just out of curiosity why why is that in there is it to reveal jesus's humanity um because yeah i mean or is it just stating the obvious and sometimes people state the obvious uh you covered this maybe uh, a week ago uh when you look at the old testament moses also fasted mm, yeah for the same length of time mm-hmm. so once again uh, and I hardly did anything with it, if anything, because you had covered it earlier. But you still have these connections. You're you're reading Matthew's account, and so Matthew is constantly connecting Jesus back to very important characters of the Old Testament to show that redemptive history is continuing. And now, mm-hmm. I think, as you put it uh, a couple of weeks back, you know, we have a greater than Moses now in mm-hmm. our Savior, and so um, his humanity, yes. Uh, as long as we're tracking with Matthew showing that Jesus is reliving Israel's experience. Yeah. And of course it's our experience too. Yeah. Yeah. So here they are mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Uh, the wilderness is not a place you want to be right. I mean, throughout the old Testament, it's no, it's desolate, uh, tempting, testing. Mm. Um, how does it say here? Mm-hmm. What's the word? The tempter came. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here we find Jesus in the wilderness being tempted or tested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had to be. Uh, he had to be tested. So we had a question come in, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a good Beyond Sunday question. Excellent. Um, so here we go. I'll read a few sentences and we'll get into it. Uh, temptation usually comes when we're already weak. Jesus was. Uh, I'm not saying faith isn't important. But can I cautiously say it's sometimes not enough when we're already beaten up or worn out? Since temptation comes when we are weak, when discussing battling it, shouldn't we talk about barriers, accountability, and other tools to counter it? Jesus was alone, however, when battling this temptation, but does that mean that we should be as well? I'm not sure we're meant to fight these battles alone if we don't have to. We do need to do our best to prepare to fight them alone when necessary, but should that be our default? What other tools should we have in place to help us? So there's a lot going on there kind of in that question. Um, yeah, it's a great comment and a great question. Mm-hmm. And the uh, a couple of things that I think are noteworthy about that. The first thing is I would say that the accountability uh, issue that this person raised is, is critical for... Um, just critical for fighting temptation. Mm-hmm. So that's whoever said that is so, that's so good. Uh, we did talk about that some when we were dealing with um, the repentance issue as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say a certain yes to that person, that that's, that's something that all of us need to consider that if our temptations are, if we're, if we're fighting sins over and over again, these habitual types of sins, if we have, if we've identified the temptations that are unique to us mm-hmm. and consistent in our lives, then I, I think that that's one of the best things that 
you could do is to say, okay, along with the fight for faith, and I appreciate the way they're trying to balance that out where they're, they're not trying to downplay faith, which is very, very important. As I'll get to in a moment, mm -hmm. uh, the ten, uh, let me just stick with this. So the ability, um, the opportunity for any one of us to have key people in our lives that they know that we struggle with certain temptations and they are there to help us. That's a great tool. Mm -hmm. If we're going to talk about tools, uh, it's a great way to, to help yourself defeat temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and you've, you've done that in your own life. I've done that in my own life and found it just very, very beneficial. Yeah. And you and I do it regularly uh, yeah. when we meet together like this. So yeah, I think that's important. But there's a couple other things in this um, in that comment that are, I think, important. So the reason why I wanted to emphasize faith is because the tools don't work without it. So yeah. just remember that the, the danger in our day in sermons is that someone's going to give you five ways to manage temptation. Mm -hmm. That's the danger of sermons in our day. And I've talked about this to the elders talked about this in uh, a couple other venues. So if you're just thinking about what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to hear is someone say, let me give you five steps to handle temptation and to have victory. Yeah. I'm going to kindly say to you, that's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my theological angle on why wouldn't, why wouldn't I spend more sermon time on tools and yeah. steps mm -hmm. because what's missing actually is the very thing that they downplayed even though they were saying they weren't going to downplay faith yeah. they actually did because somewhere in that statement and please if if you're listening and you're the one who said it thank you for this this is so helpful but remember that when you're weak when you're weak yeah faith is the victory nothing else because what you need is you need god mm-hmm you need God to come to your aid to give you strength that you don't have in weakness. You only get that by faith. You don't get that through a tool. Yeah. So when you're trying to process, if you're feeling extremely weak because of circumstances in life, you need faith more than a tool. Because guess what? When you're weak, you can't wield the tool. Yeah. So what you need is you need to ask the question, how do I gain strength for my weakness? And that is by faith alone. Yeah. Now that's not to discount the tool. Right. It's just that you can't downplay faith and think that the tool will win the day. Okay. That's why some of the angles are important. So when I have a choice, you and I were talking about this earlier. If I have a choice, uh, and I have, uh, especially on this past Sunday, if I have limited minutes to deal with, I have to try to figure out what's the best word to give out. And the best word is you actually don't want to count on the tool, you want to count on a champion. In other words, my ability to defeat temptation is based first and foremost on Christ defeated temptation so that he qualifies to be my savior so that when I'm tempted, he can strengthen me. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. Mm -hmm. Now, where do the tools come into play? Yes, they, they certainly do. And so, uh, and I forget what other was in the list because whoever wrote this actually had a couple other tools. Accountability was one. What were the others that were, there was a sort of a short list there. I, I I didn't memorize the whole thing, but when I was listening to it, did you, do you see anything else, or is, ju is no, it just, just accountability? Yeah, that was the one that came up. Yeah, yeah, a couple different times. So the other one, of course, that we covered was we we played the barriers, game. barriers, barriers. Uh, the other one, uh, barriers to 
to the temptation. So maybe if it's your, something on your phone, you just say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to put a barrier. Yes. Up. Uh, certainly, uh, practical ways to defeat certain temptations would be, would be that kind of thing. So if it's, uh, be careful what you're, be careful little lies, what you see. Mm-hmm. You remember that children's song? Mm-hmm. If it's, uh, be careful little lies, what you see, then you have to adjust your viewing somehow. Mm-hmm. If it's be careful little ears, what you hear, Mm-hmm. then you have to adjust your audio and what you're listening. If it's be careful, little mouth, what you say. Uh, okay, now, since that's coming out from the heart, what kind of barrier can I put in place to stop me from speaking things that I know are sinful? Mm-hmm. Um, now we, we get into something that's pretty tricky. Yeah. And, you know, what would we do to clean the heart up? For instance, you'd have to tell me, is your, is your problem, is it uh, slandering another person? If it is, now we, di- we dive into uh, what's in the heart that would want you to speak against another person. And, and you'd have to, there's a lot that you'd have to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping you're seeing how intricate this conversation could be. Now, the other thing is, in, uh, in all of these scenarios, what you're hoping is that the cumulative effect of all that we're doing together is adding up to um, I am fighting temptation hard by faith, but also with some of these tools. That's what yeah. you're hoping. But yeah, and I don't know if I handle all of that question. Yeah, no, actually, I think you did well. A uh, couple, one thought, and mm-hmm. then just yeah. a pushback for yeah, the good. sake of yeah, you know, sure. the conversation. Uh-huh. Um, it's Scott Haferman's quote: mm-hmm. "Every sin is first and foremost an yeah. act of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Every thought, act of disobedience is first and foremost an act of unbelief or disbelief." Okay, so thank you. Um, and I think that that goes to kind of highlight your point there that when in those moments where we're tempted and we disobey, yeah. we're choosing to not believe God's good rule and way for yeah. us yeah. at the, at, you know, because I don't know, we just like to boil it down and, and get to what's at the root of it. Sure. You know, we like doing that. Yeah. And so I think that's a helpful way to think about it, mm-hmm. um, which you've said that. If I've heard you say that in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's one of your good ones. It's a great your, book. That the quotes. God, of, the God of Promise and the Life of Faith. It's such a great little paperback because mm-hmm. what he, what Scott was saying back then was, he realized that God has given us all these great promises. If we would just believe them, then we would do mm-hmm. His commandments and we would not listen to the devil. And that's what was important on Sunday. Remember, is that you know beyond Sunday, we're still having to make the choice between: Am I going to believe the devil? Or am I going to believe God? Which mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous when you think about who you're listening to. But the temptation, remember, works because the lore is so powerful. Yeah. All right. So I think I know how you're going to answer this question. So okay. this will be fun. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, if someone, you know, someone who is asking you to be an accountability partner mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm struggling in this moment. Mm-hmm. Is your response going to be, you just have to believe more? Or is it going to be nuanced what's your response going to be my first response is uh, write me out a list of questions and you've seen these (laughs) write me out a list of questions that if i ask you that specific question i will be asking you about a specific sin Mm. ask me about that create that list for me yeah so if you want accountability then tell me what question could I ask you that would actually get to hit, it. hit the 
the issue of temptation. Yeah. That's what I would ask. So the nuancing is, of course, I, w- I, w- I would want to, I would want to help them with accountability. But as a disciple maker, I would, I would want to say with, if I saw the list of account, if I saw your list of accountability questions, let's say you had four or five questions. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see the angles uh, of struggle or the, or the, the nature of the temptation, mm-hmm. now as a disciple maker, I do want to get to the faith aspect. I mean, I would want someone, I would, I would want to say to someone, all right, let's talk about the promise of God for you so that when you're, when you're facing the temptation, you'll actually believe God and not the devil's promise. Mm-hmm. Sin is offering you this, which seems so good, but let's talk about what God is saying to you. Mm-hmm. And so you'd want to talk about things. And this is where I, I think God helped me the most last, last week thinking about this text was the, tempta- the very first temptation that, th- that the devil threw at Jesus was super effective because of what Jesus didn't have. Yeah. And so what I'd want to do is I'd want to talk to the individual and say, let's talk about what you don't have right now that's creating the temptation that you want to have this. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about how does God supply this or how does he make you wait? And can you wait for him to give you something better than what sin is offering? Yeah. That's a faith issue now. You yeah. see the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I, exactly. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just talking to you about that. No, but, this is good. But, but so that's why, you know, that's why when someone talks about just the tools, it's not going to work. It just won't work because you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose because the tools don't work. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose because faith is absent. If faith is there, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. You are going to win. Some people are, I, you might be a person who's actually succeeding in the Christian life and you don't have an accountability partner. Do you believe that that can Say happen? Say that one more time. My mind is You might drifting. be that person watching us right now. Yeah. You might be a person who's succeeding in the Christian life and you do not have an accountability partner who's asking you specific questions about your unique temptations. Uh-huh. Do you believe that can be? Not as well as they could be. Maybe so. But I bet some of our folks would say, God is helping me and I am living a righteous life consistently. So, you know, uh, if someone says you have to have this tool, you have to have this tool, I'm going to say probably not. It depends on the individual. I think the key is, uh, and let's, let's have some fun with this, right? Jesus didn't, God did not say the just shall live by their tools. Yeah. Their righteous tools. Right. The just shall live by faith. Faith. Yep. So that's why that's the critical, that's the critical thing. Mm-hmm. Find me a person who succumbs to temptation. I will show you a person who does not believe that what God says to them is reality. Mm-hmm. They need to believe God first. Yeah. Now that that's when the tools work. Let's go back to scripture memory, which was not in that list, uh, but but that would be one of those. So mm-hmm. one of the great things for a person who's been in the scriptures for a long time is they have the opportunity to to uh, move through temptation with scripture in mind, saying uh, or or agreeing that I'm going to choose God's word over the temptation. Right. Mm -hmm. Flee immorality. 
Okay, am I going to run away from it? Is that reality? Is that the best life? And so uh, you have uh, the opportunity, of course, to memorize scripture. The key, of course, is which do I believe? Do I believe the devil who's saying enjoy immorality because of all that it offers? Or do I believe God who said run away from it? Which one do I believe? It's not do I know the verse? Mm -hmm. So you see how this works, right? So scripture memory is good, but scripture memory minus faith equals disobedience because it's first and foremost disbelief. It's faithless. And faithless scripture memory is, I could also say to you, I could also say to you something like this. So I gave you the, the positive a moment ago. I could also say, how many of us have memorized scripture but sin against God? Yeah. Despite our scripture memory. Mm -hmm. We do. And how many of us have sinned against God and we know the text that matches the temptation? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the, the downside of it is, and this is one way, again, to show why do you need this balance? Mm -hmm. And why do you need the foundation of faith is because I know in my own life, since I know some scripture, mm -hmm. I know that I've violated words of God that I knew were supposedly instructing me on how to, mm -hmm. how to find uh, mm -hmm. true success spiritually. Yeah. So yeah. it's another way. It's just another angle to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So my, well, I was drifting for a moment, but into another, another Sunday, another space. I'm um, trying to be helpful here. So I was just thinking about an analogy. Yeah. I mean, so let's just say a carpenter's, you know, got a project in front of him. Yeah. He's got all the tools, yeah. but if you don't have the building supplies, you're not going to get anywhere. So you yeah. have, let's you're just let's, waiting. Yeah. Let's equate faith to the supplies. Yeah. Like that's, you got to start, start there. And yeah. There, you've got that's tools good. to make it. That's good. I mean, you know, he, okay. could, he could whittle away with a two by four and a pocket knife and I would, make it happen. Yep. But, but but how about this, since you're going in that direction? Yeah. What if I said it's like having all the DeWalt set or the Milwaukee set? Mm -hmm. I'm sure Milwaukee must make a battery packed one as well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, so take DeWalt or Milwaukee or mm -hmm. your favorite tool. You've got all those tools but you have, you don't have the battery mm. is the way I would think of it okay. as opposed to the supplies. What if you've got all the tools, you're ready to use them, but you go and pull the trigger there's and no there's battery. no battery. Mm -hmm. I would say that faith is the, the battery that's necessary for the tool to work. Mm -hmm. That's what I would argue. Mm -hmm. So if I have to make a choice on Sunday because of minutes and also just because of what do I want the folks to hear, as you know, if you've been around this church for a long time, if I'm erring, I'm erring on the side of, ah, I don't spend a whole lot of time on the tools. I spend more time on the theology of that text, which mm -hmm. is in this case, please know that this week as you fight temptation as, as I, and, and I fight it, Jesus is our champion. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that he represented me and continues to give me the ability to fight temptation? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? If you believe that, it's like locking in that battery and you hear that click. And you know with that click, with a battery that's fully charged, as soon as you push the, uh, pull the trigger, mm -hmm. you've got great power yeah. to, to build your, your life. It's, mm -hmm. it's a great example you were giving. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and that's good. So, and I think like the theology, erring on the side of theology 
is helpful because it's it's establishing the foundation for the the tools for the other things the application mm -hmm. part of it mm -hmm. um so just to clarify i think for your sake everyone's sake and you said it on sunday you you weren't downplaying memorizing scripture mm -hmm. yeah you're just saying we have to start with yeah start with faith yeah and then beyond that yeah and that's what you know you do you have limited minutes you know as much as you like to we joke about you know time. Mm -hmm. There is a, a time restraint, so sure. you have to you have to choose choose where you're gonna where you're gonna stop. But in some ways, that's kind of what Beyond Sunday this provides an opportunity for. Yes, it does, and that and that's a great comment. What we're talking about, what we're hoping for, is that all the disciple making venues continue to build up the saints. Mm -hmm. Right now, the other thing is remember that this text primarily. If I said what was the weapon, Jesus. Of course, choosing to believe God's word over the devil implied, of course, that he knew God's word so well that he could quote Deuteronomy. So mm -hmm. for just for the sake of our worship time, when we end with the game, yep. match the text to, to the temptation, temptation. Mm -hmm. that's because that's exactly what Jesus did. Yeah. So remember, we were trying to get at he is our champion. That's what you're seeing. He's not first a model. He's not first an example, mm -hmm. but his example is still very, very important. As long as you remember that it's our Savior who saves us, mm -hmm. not our ability to follow his example. Yeah, That's what's tough is to find the balance of that. But that is one of, one of the reasons why I wanted to spend a few minutes at the very end. Let's play that game together because everybody needs to know that that's really what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Thank you. Um, no, this is good. It's a good conversation to fill it out. And uh, this is such a loaded text with a lot of a lot of theology there and a lot of mm. conversation. We could go on for a whole other episode. Yeah, but... yeah, and I didn't do, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't do a great job on the details of the actual three, the three kinds of temptation. But uh, I think we got what we needed to, yeah. uh, I think, you know, yeah. that's all, that's all we can try. Sure. Yeah. No, good. that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, appreciate that. Yeah. We're in Holy Week here. We are. So Lord willing, we'll see many folks. Yeah. So good Friday. Friday at seven o'clock. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a, a short, short reading and devotional. Sure. Right. And you're going to lead us as you have done in the years with a communion, a special communion time. Mm -hmm. But we're also prepping ourselves as we come into the sanctuary. So in the foyer, yep. we'll have uh, some some stations for confession and repentance preparing for the celebration mm -hmm. yeah easter morning sunrise yep. you're up seven o'clock with jason mm -hmm. and then we have a breakfast mm -hmm. and then we have our celebration you just passed the test i, I remembered all of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look at this guy quoting quoting me when he's being tested Isn't that great i feel great that's good awesome all right we appreciate you guys uh listening tuning in if you have any follow-up questions or questions into the future you know where to email them podcast at cbcmj.com and we will do our best to get after it okay thanks see you guys thanks again for joining us on today's episode and remember our sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond sunday